Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 546th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time broadcast live to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is the amazing Caitlin Clark of Iowa becoming the women's college basketball all-time leading scorer and doing it with a flair as only she can with a three-pointer from near the logo. She only needed about seven or eight points going into the game uh, uh, last a few days back, and she scored like right off the bat. Uh, two buckets, I think a three and a two. And then she came down, uh, ran over midcourt and still was on the move. So it was a quasi running three pointer. And, uh, of course she drained it. Uh, and that was that. So she is now officially the all time women's college basketball leader in points. Just an amazing accomplishment. And since last year, when I first saw her kind of early in the season, uh, I've called her the women's version of Larry Bird. Coming from me, that is about uh, the highest praise I can possibly bestow on any player. Uh, But I think she's deserving. She's a... Although she's now the all-time leading scorer in women's hoops, she's uh, looking to pass before uh, she's looking to shoot, which is nothing short of remarkable. She's just racking up records. I mean, this is the big one. This is the big one that she just got. Uh, But she's just racking up all kinds of other wild scoring records. You know, most 40-point games, that type of thing, uh, and every variation thereof. You know, big scoring games combined with number of assists, what have you. She is right now, I mean, I don't think I'm overstating this, one of the most bankable players in all of college sports, any sport. And that includes college football and men's college basketball. Uh, I myself, you know, I've, I've now reached the point of, you know, checking, you know, upcoming events for the week. Uh, something I typically do, but now the first thing I'm doing is to see if I was going to be on TV. And oh, by the way, speaking of TV, it was a shame uh, and surprising that her record-breaking performance was not carried live. I think it was on Peacock. So I shouldn't say it wasn't carried live. It wasn't carried on a, a traditional network, shall we say. And good for Peacock for getting it on on there. And but ESPN, of course, did a great job of, you know, cutting it in. And within, I believe, seconds after she made the shot, they cut in and you were able to soak up the flavor. Um, you know, she got it at home after falling a little bit short in a game on the road in Nebraska where it was, uh, you know, possible she was going to break the record in Nebraska at an away game. But it all turned out well that she did it at home. Certainly those fans deserve it. And again, speaking of the fans, you know, what 
again, I meant referenced bankable box office appeal, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, every arena she goes to is sold out. Obviously, every the one in Iowa and every place she goes, uh, fans are paying above face value. Uh, something you might not have said, you know, 10, 15 years ago for women's college basketball uh, to see one particular player, but they're doing it for her. And uh, she is just getting praise from other athletes in all sports, male and female. Her teammates love her. Uh, I and millions of others just can't wait, wait to watch her because basically she puts on a show. Uh, she's, you know, she's got a flair and she, you know, she knows who she is and she embellishes it. She's polite for lack of a better word in her interviews. She just, you know, thanks everybody that, uh, you know, teammates, coaches, fans, all of it. And I know she has some pretty big NIL deals, uh, so that will lead to the inevitable question because uh, anybody who watched the highlights of the record-breaking game last week, uh, we're hearing a lot of people chanting one more year for obvious reasons. I, I, she's eligible to come back next year, I guess. And, uh, you know, with NIL now, now in place, i.e. her ability to make money as a college athlete, uh, I don't think you can necessarily assume She's going to go to the WNBA or any other professional league because she can, uh, you know, make money uh, while still staying in college. To me, I think a, a major deciding factor will be uh, does she win the national championship this year? She got to the final game last year against LSU, as you all remember, and their star, Angel Reese, and they had quite a back and forth in that game. We all remember that. So we got a rivalry already built in there. Uh, if that should occur, if they meet in the postseason, and uh, yeah, so it's going to be fascinating. And next up in her sights, and it's going to happen likely within the next couple of games. I didn't realize she was this close, but she is um, very achievable uh, opportunity to break Pete Maravich's. Pistol Pete, uh, always use that phrase uh, to introduce Pete. Um, the greatest, the, the the most points ever by any college basketball player, male or female. And so the uh, now that now, now we're talking a serious record, serious legends here. Um, and if she breaks that, and it, there's every reason to believe she will, and soon. Uh, now we're really talking, you know, some legendary status here. Uh, so, uh, as we move in towards the NCAA women's college basketball tournament, March madness, as it were, uh, her star is obviously going to rise if it can get any higher, but it, and it can, and it's going to rise to potentially epic proportions. And I think bottom line, I think just. Everybody loves watching her, and everybody's rooting for Iowa to make it as far as possible in the in the postseason. I know I am because I just want to watch her play. Uh, you know, she has the total game, includes her teammates, and uh, it's going to be fun. And on a related note, uh, me being from New England, uh, Paige Beckers, the absolute star of UConn women's college basketball, who of course, uh, <laughs> the gold standard for sure, um, announced yesterday, I believe at the game at the arena of, of the UConn game in Hartford that she was returning next year. She had a couple, I think she missed like basically the better part of two years with, uh, injuries. Uh, she's special and uh love to see UConn and Iowa play each other, by the way, in the postseason. But Paige Beckers is back to being Paige Beckers and uh, playing great. And so she's coming back. So I hope that that's a good omen that uh, Caitlin Clark indeed may be coming back. And again, I believe it's all about 
if she wins a national championship and she holds all the records, there is no reason to come back other than she just loves what she's doing and where she's doing it. Um, but, you know, if she doesn't win it, there will be a uh, reason to believe that, uh, you, you know, she might want to come back for one more to, uh, you know, to get that done. Um, so, uh, hats off to Caitlin Clark. She is something special and has really elevated single-handedly, uh, college basketball, men's and women's this year. And now that the NFL season is over, sad time, by the way, first weekend without, uh, but now th this is going to, I think, go, uh, for, you know, a significant way to you know easing the pain of no nfl and uh really have the kind of the stage to themselves as they as they typically do march madness but you can now add the, the women's game uh, it, along with the men's game as the interest is going and it's been building and building and building but i think this year will reach new heights cause of case caitlin clark sticking with college basketball sad note over the weekend lefty lefty drizzell I grew up in Pennsylvania, just a few hours north of, uh, you know, College Park, Maryland, where Lefty worked his magic, and he was just unique, something special. Those Maryland teams were incredible. I remember he got one of the great college recruits ever out of high school, Tom McMillan, out of Pennsylvania at the time. Some were calling him the greatest high school player in the history of basketball. He had a good career, both Maryland and I think mostly Atlanta in the NBA, but never quite became the legend that he was. He was on the cover of Sports Illustrated in high school. Only a few people can say that, LeBron being one of them. Uh, but And he and his assistant at the time, George Raveling, introduced Come up with the idea. I didn't know this till I read his obituary uh, of Midnight Midnight Madness, where college basketball teams start their practice at midnight on the first allowable day. And now it's a thing, big thing. Arenas are packed at midnight across the country for the first practice of the year. Uh, so Lefty Drizel, uh, truly a legend, uh, fascinating individual in Maryland back in the day was just must-see TV at the height of the ACC. Uh, the absolute height of uh, college basketball with all the blue blood schools, uh, you know, the North Carolina, North Carolina State, David Thompson, on and on and on. Um, Duke, uh, oh, by the way, Duke, um, and lots of others. It was just the ACC just ruled back in those days. Uh, and Lefty Drizel was a big part of that. And their home games were just, again, must-see TV to say the least. Um, and sticking with basketball, that leads into my bizarre story of the week, which was the NBA All-Star Game. Uh, <laughs> the winning team scored over 200 points. No defense whatsoever. Uh, so in my mind, the highlight of the weekend, by far, wasn't the three-point shooting, per se, that, that traditional uh, three-point shooting contest and it wasn't the slam dunk contest it was steph curry versus uh wnba star and former oregon star sabrina ionesco in a three-point duel which uh sabrina gave steph all he could handle exactly it was a great competition literally and steph needed to get his last couple shots to win it uh wouldn't that have been something if she had won uh, against the greatest three-point shooter just greatest shooter, period, the game has ever known. Uh, so that was just really the highlight of the weekend, uh, the WNBA, or not WNBA, NBA All-Star Weekend out in Indiana, in my mind. Um, my lowlight of the week was Tiger. Tiger Woods having to exit uh, the Genesis Championship out of Riviera Country Club in... LA where he basically is like the sponsor of it. It's sort of his tournament, so to speak, PGA tournament. And, uh, you know, other than the PNC and the one in the Bahamas that I believe, uh, is also a, t a tiger sponsored event. You, you know, last time we saw him in a PGA event was the masters. Uh, the two I just named were not necessarily sanctioned PGA event, the PNC father, son, uh, tournament or father family, father and kids, 
playing uh, up in Orlando and uh, in December. So he, we've seen him, but this was a real tournament, and he was, I think, one over uh, in the first day and one over. I think he left after about six holes. Uh, I believe it was foot and or leg pain. Uh, so many things going on with his health. But just very, really kind of surprising and, and kind of a disappointment. He did reference it after the first round in his news conference that, you know, he, uh, you know, he just was, wasn't feeling, uh, you know, that great by the end of the round. And then next thing you know, after early, fairly early in the round, he, uh, he had to just stop playing, and that was it for Tiger for the, for that tournament. So that that's going to bear a lot of watching. Ultimately, uh, Hideki Matsuyama won with a course record 62. He came from basically six down uh, to win by like three shots, uh, and just had a spectacular final round. So now let's take our break. We'll be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms as well, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports, so don't go anywhere. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time here on VoiceAmerica.com. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus Freedom for Humans with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. 
And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, John, I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on your show. And thank you, as always, for calling in. And uh, AP, in the first segment, I was pretty top-heavy with basketball. Uh, you know, everything from Caitlin Clark breaking the women's college basketball time-scoring record to uh, to having Pistol Pete Maravich in her sights for the all-time college basketball scoring record. Uh, we had the WNBA All-Star game over the weekend, which to me was the highlighted by uh, Steph Curry narrowly beating Sabrina Ionesco in a three-point duel, one-on-one, so to speak. It went down to the final couple shots by Steph to win it. Lefty Drizel died over the weekend. And AP, this is some kind of thing you might know, but I didn't know it, that he... Uh, in, in addition to being an all-time legend, and I do mean all-time, um, he and George Raveling, his assistant at the time, apparently invented Midnight Madness. I did not know that. I, John, I, I did not know that myself. Um, I think when I first heard about Lefty Giselle was when they played North Carolina in the tournament, I believe, and in Sports Illustrated, there was a picture of Charlie Scott had a jumper around the free throw line, and Charlie yep. had that unique way of lifting up his, his legs when he shot the jump shot. He lifted up his feet close to his body. Sure, I remember and I think that. It was a winning shot, and they had Mike Malloy was six six seven left hander for Davidson, I believe. And then also, I think Terry Holland, a former University of Virginia basketball coach and athletic director, was on that team sure. as well. But I think that's the first time I remember hearing about Lefty Giselle. Okay, well, for me, and I know you're you're well familiar with this story too. It's uh, Tom McMillan. You know, growing up in Pennsylvania, Tom McMillan, he he was yes. to basketball in Pennsylvania. Trust me, what LeBron James was to high school basketball in Altoona. He was six eleven, or excuse me, in Ohio, not Altoona. That's my hometown. But anyway, Tom McMillan, cover of Sports Illustrated. That's rare air when in high school. Yes, that's very rare. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Lefty Drizel won the Tom McMillan sweepstakes. He was at the time called the greatest high school basketball player ever. And don't forget, Pennsylvania produced a guy named Will Chamberlain out of Overbrook in <laughs> Philly. So, uh, you know, that's right, pretty right. high praise. It was a phenomenon. I grew up with it. And I always remember the picture of him in Sports Illustrated. Um, and. Lefty Drizel won, and he had a great college career and a good NBA career with mostly, I believe, the Atlanta Hawks. Not quite the legend he was coming out of high school, no. but a solid, solid career. Very good player, but uh, but when Lefty, when he chose to go to Maryland, that just took not only Maryland, but the whole ACC, in my mind, kind of to the next level because it created those unbelievable rivalry games that we, to the to this day, right. remember and watching a game from Maryland on a Saturday afternoon was special stuff, like the home the home court. Oh, yes. oh my gosh! You know, oh, I, yeah, I, I was and, it was incredible from College Park. Yeah, I, I think he came up with the phrase. I believe it was him. I'm not positive that he wanted to be the UCLA of the East. Ah, that sounds familiar, AP, and that sounds exactly I, like the kind of thing he would say. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, he, he Lefty was a Dr- colorful character, yeah. Yeah, Lefty Drizel on the sidelines of an ACC game, especially at College Park and the home arena. That was the special stuff. I mean, you talk about having a presence. He really had a presence, you know, yeah. like could not be ignored. Um, no, no. So, he, yeah, so it was sad. That, that, yeah, he he was great. His, I love to hear him speak. He had that drawl, yes. southern drawl. He would uh, enunciate the words and prolong the, every syllable. And and I remember um, that he he was an imposing man. He he I don't know. He must have been oh, yeah. six four or five, something like that. Absolutely. And uh, 
Yeah, he 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 played ball at Duke. He 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 graduated from Duke. So I think he played at Duke actually. Okay. Now AP, so, I have a uh, uh, I, I, yeah mm-hmm. Duke. I mean, that says it all right there. Uh, yeah. Played at Duke. I have it in my head. Maybe I to see if you know this. Did he coach before Maryland? Did he coach at Davidson? That ring about? Yeah, the Davidson was the team. Yeah, he coached at Davidson. That Mike Malloy and Terry Holland were the two members of that uh, team, I recall. And like I said, they played North Carolina with Charlie Scott in the tournament because at that time it was more regional and it wasn't mm-hmm. seeding. So you kind of stayed within your region. Sure. And they won on a last-second bucket. Maybe it was by two points or one point, but Charlie's got that famous photo in Sports Illustrated. I remember it. With his jump shot, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Davidson, Maryland, James Madison, and Georgia State. Okay. He coached. All right. Yeah. Well, as we close out the first segment together here, let me just say that, uh, you know, Davidson was later on the map for uh, for a pretty good shooter named Steph Curry, so <laughs> I'm absolutely. sure lefty yes, lefty Drizel to Steph Curry. That kind of says it all right there. Uh, but AP, we've already reached the end of our first segment. Why don't we take a break now and still have a lot to get to on the other side? So don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where we're going this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, no roads are required. We'll board a helicopter to snipe hogs with Brett Jepson from Target Rich Environment. Then we'll hop on the SS Tuna Tub for catfish with Cat Daddy. And then hit the woods for a little turkey hunting with Chris Queen of Trekking Outdoors. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to all around sports with your host john inglesby become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net now back to the show voice america listeners welcome back to segment three of all around sports and i am your host john inglesby to join the show the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms, where they discuss the SEC, college football, 
and other sports as well. Well, AP, we spent the last segment talking mostly about Lefty Drizel, the legendary coach of Maryland basketball, who died over the weekend at a, in his early 90s. And uh, uh, he was quite a legend, and it was fun to really have that discussion. But speaking of basketball legends, AP, a topic we always enjoy talking about, often in football, but today in basketball, where the college, uh, not college, the overall Basketball Hall of Fame, the Naismith, up in Springfield, Mass., um, announced their finalists. And as always, great list of names. Chauncey Billups, remember him well, uh, from started with the Celtics, ended up with the winning the championship with the Pistons. Vince Carter, uh, <laughs> legendary leaper. Michael Cooper from the famous uh, Laker Celtics era, defensive stud. Walter Davis, remember him, North Carolina, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah. yeah, some other names. Uh, Simone Augustus, WNBA player. We all are familiar with that name. Dick Barnett, uh, as a veteran. State, left-hander, yes. yeah. Tennessee State. Of course, we all remember him as a Nick. And, yes. you know, AP, I was a kid when those great Nick teams of the late 60s, early 70s, and, you know, I can stand here today and instantly remember that starting lineup, and it was, you know, Dick Barnett, Walt Frazier, Dave DeBuscher, Jerry Lucas, Willis Reed, uh, and later uh, Earl the Pearl Monroe joined the crew. <laughs> um, so Dick Barnett, Bill lefty. Bradley, yeah, yeah, Bill Bradley. Bill Bradley. Yeah, start, yeah. Bill Bradley as well, yeah. yeah. I mean, wow. Talk about some household names, huh? Yeah. Um, yeah. Household like Bill Bradley became a U.S. senator. <laughs> Some thought he might end up yeah, as president. Yeah, yeah. If he if he was in the if they if they elected Dick Barnett, I guess that starting five: Frazier, Barnett, Bradley, the Busher, Reed, all be in the Hall of Fame, I believe. Right. I think you're right about that, AP. And what made Dick Barnett, of course, unbelievably you know memorable and distinctive was, of course, he, he was in many ways like the ultimate lefty. I mean, that's just immediately what pops into my mind. Just a deadly, oh, yes, yes. deadly left-handed shooter who was the perfect backcourt mate with the, the flair of, of Walt Frazier. Um, and just perfect for that team. Um, again, yeah. truly, truly legendary uh, team and legendary player. Big part of it. Big part of those memorable team so I, I just thought that was really cool just to see his name again um right yeah but i think he went out to get his doctorate i think did he not did he get his doctorate i think hmm, I I'm, not, I'm not sure but i'm but not that's, sure that's an, interesting, that's an interesting team john i mean dick barnett oh gosh, yeah. state walt frazier southern illinois played it played it in the nit i think they won it or win the championship game Right, Willis the Salukis. Grambling, uh, Dick the Busher uh, out of University of Detroit, I believe, and then of course I think you're right. And Flash, Bill Bradley. Interesting yes. schools. Five, those five starters. Exactly, exactly. Um, very interesting schools. They must have had a good scouting department, that's for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to put it mildly. Um, but AP, you know, we all remember the, the signature moment of that team was clearly when Willis Reed hobbled out for game seven against the Lakers, I believe it was, uh, and I believe you were around 1971, thereabouts. And, 70. uh, yep, 70. 70. Okay. Not bad. Close. Um, yep. you know, it's one of the great moments in basketball history. It's almost to basketball what the re immaculate reception is to football. Just, and I remember exactly exactly where I was, the chair I was sitting in. It was such an amazing moment. And he hobbles out, hits the first two shots. That's the only two shots he hits all night, but that's all he needed to do. Psychologically, he had instantly elevated his team while breaking the other team, emotionally, I believe. And uh, it was like, you know, you talk memorable. I mean, literally a game seven for the NBA championship decided in, literally in the first two minutes, <laughs> you know, and the rest of it was just, you kind of knew how it was going to end and that's exactly how it ended. But 
So yeah, Dick Barnett. Yeah. yeah, this is what we do, AP. We like to take these walks down memory lane. Uh, that's for sure. <laughs> um, oh yeah. It, you know, I was ha- very happy to see like Michael Cooper. While we're sticking with somewhat older players, I mean. He was, what can you say? He was the guy that guarded Larry Bird during the Laker-Celtic-Magic-Bird yeah. yeah, right. yeah, rivalry. Yeah, that's a surprising is, name that, that made it, it through a little the bit. process to me, to me. Yeah, well, I'm kind of in favor of it. Again, you know, to me, when it gets to Hall of Fame, I ask one simple question. Is the person basically a household name or certainly recognizable to all, instantly recognizable to all sports fans? That's how I viewed the, the number one criteria and Michael Cooper is that there, there is no question. Everybody knows exactly who Michael Cooper was and what his role was. And, you, you know, uh, Larry Bird himself, I believe said he basically was like the only person I wouldn't say he stopped Larry Bird, but he kind of kept him sort of under control a little bit. <laughs> um, Man, he, he came as close to stopping him could. as anybody. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. What was that, AP? I missed that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was saying, yeah, he managed the best that he could and tried to minimize Larry Bird's production, yeah, which is not right. easy. I, I think he did it as well as anybody ever did against Larry Bird, which is the highest praise, and you could easily make the case that, you know, he was the best ever to hold down Larry Bird, and that's why he's on this ballot today. I mean, that, that, that single thing is enough to get him on that ballot because he was so well known and, and Larry, you know, mentioned it back in the day. He, you know, it was common knowledge. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, and you know, Chauncey Billups, uh, you know, the way his career turned out, it's hard to believe the, the Celtics let him get away. You know, it, they drafted him. And yeah, that was Rick he, Pitino. He he was in that oh, era when right. he would trade every five minutes. He, Correct. He that's what it was. He, he wasn't satisfied with anyone. You're right. I'm so glad you said that, AP. I kind of forgot. Like, I, I was sitting here saying to myself, like, how did that happen? Um, right. Yeah. And, you know, today, like when I saw his name on the ballot, I was like, how did he end up leaving the Celtics again? How did they allow that to happen? Because he was great out in Detroit. Um, you, you know, and they had that one just fantastic championship year, uh, where they upset the Lakers big time, the Lakers and Kobe, um, monumental upset at the time. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad to see him on it. He's still around. He's coaching in the NBA, Portland, if I'm not mistaken. Is he um, coaching that in? No. Uh, pretty sure. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, uh, and then, you know, Vince Carter, I mean, you could almost make the case that as leapers go AP, just sheer jumpers, you know, he's among a handful of worthy successors to David Thompson, who in my mind will always be, you know, given the age I was when he, he was, you know, leading NC State with the greatest sleeper ever. I mean, it still sticks with me. Forty-two inch vertical jump to this day, and and Vince Carter was worthy of uh, being mentioned in the same breath as David Thompson, I believe. Yes, yeah, and the other thing was, um, I just wanted to point this out, John. What's unique about the different halls of fame? Mm-hmm. And you have Walter Davis, North Carolina. And you have Vince Carter, mm-hmm. North Carolina. Those are only two from Carol- North Carolina. Is that correct? I believe. I think so. Yes. Looking over that list. Okay. Well, in other halls of fame, for instance, the College Football Hall of Fame, you might see players from the same school that have a maximum usually three, but normally you wouldn't see two players on the same ballot from the, from the same school. Two players from the same school on the ballot. Hmm. Um, yeah. And I'll yeah. Just give you an example. Go ahead, John. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go, go right ahead. No. I was going to tell you, John, that in the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame, I was there the year that they had three UCLA players. One was the first African-American uh, to compete at UCLA for basketball, I believe. Uh, he, was on the, he, he was inducted. 
And you also had Jamal Wilkes, of course, Bill Walton's running mate at UCLA for those championships, a couple of championships. And then you had Reggie Miller as well, all three inducted the same year. Wow. That, that is amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I maybe was not that's aware. never happened. Maybe that's yeah. Maybe that's never happened in the Hall of Fame. I was just thinking about that. Has that ever happened? Three people from the same school, one one induction. I don't know if that's happened. I wouldn't be surprised if that's never happened, AP. That's for sure. Um, well, great to end the segment on a unique fact like that. That 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 one might deserve a little research. Um, but yeah, good good point to say the least. So why don't we take our final break? Still a few more things to get to on the other side. So don't go anywhere. A little birdie told me Voice America is on X. At Voice America TRN. Millions of people do not have children. Around the world, becoming a parent may be an unrealized dream and increasingly a deliberate choice. Yet our experiences remain largely unacknowledged across cultures, families, and friendships. Unconscious bias in public and workplace policy, media narratives, and educational content often renders us invisible. New Legacy Radio reveals these missing stories through the perspectives of our community and allies as we work to achieve meaningful change that recognizes our true and diverse experiences. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I am your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, co-host of the popular weekly syndicated radio show, A.P. and Kelly, As We See It, heard around the Southeast and on Spotify and other platforms, where they discuss the SEC, college football, and other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is... This week and beyond, I wa- uh, Dynasty, the new 10-part series on the Patriots' Dynasty. I watched the first two episodes yesterday. That's all that's released. I think the next one comes out this Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Another one or two episodes. Anyway, spectacular. I was fortunate enough, still am, uh, to be a Patriot season ticket member. So I was uh, had a ringside seat for all of it. And AP, the you know, it was a a reminder of the Drew Bledsoe Tom Brady controversy, which was one of the biggest stories I've ever been around in my life. I was in the middle of it as both a fan and in the media. Drew Bledsoe lived in my small suburban town outside Boston, 20 minutes from Foxborough Stadium. And so to get all this reminded of, you know, the snow, and it ended episode two with the snowball, which I attended. 
if not the most important sporting event of my life that I attended, clearly the most memorable, period. Um, so, yeah, uh, anybody with Apple TV, highly recommend it. It's uh, fabulous, fabulously done, and everybody's interviewed AP. Brady's parents, his three sisters, Ernie Adams, the mystery man, who talked about the snowball, by the way, like everything he did that day, driving to the stadium. And to this day, AP, I remember driving to the stadium. So good stuff. Highly recommended. It's spectacular is the word. Spectacular stuff. Everybody's interviewed that you would want to see interviewed. So, uh, you know, Bledsoe, Brady, of course, and it's very uh, realistic, shall we say. So salty. It's not censored. Maybe that's the best way of saying it, AP. <laughs> you know what I mean by that, right? <laughs> One of the names that should come up in the discussion as a, 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 a small footnote, I would say, a, a minor footnote would be Mo Lewis, the linebacker out of University of Georgia, played for the Jets. He knocked out Bledsoe, didn't he not? He sure did, AP. And again, I, I was, it, it was at the old stadium. Uh, my seats then, my, my, Early as a season ticket member, we're at the about the one yard line goal line, eleventh row. Bo Lewis hit Drew Bledsoe on my sideline at about the twenty or thereabouts. So AP, I heard it, saw it right in front of me. Yeah, There's no other way to say right it. Everybody wow. like I've never seen anything quite like it in person, and you knew right. At, Right then, it was very, very serious, and uh, and yeah, I'll never forget it. And then to have that sort of recaptured and reintroduced from numerous angles yesterday of watching Dynasty, it was like, wow. It, it was a wow for me, so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Mo Lewis. I'll never forget it. That name is will never be, be forgotten by any Patriot fan, that's for sure, and it was not a dirty <laughs> hit. Though. It was a no, totally no, clean hit. There wasn't even yeah. a penalty on the play. Um. No. Yeah, but what they said, AP, it was fascinating. A doctor from Mass General, when I said they interviewed everybody, they interviewed everybody. The doctor from Mass General said that, you know, had he not been attended to medically, let's just say it happened in some place where there was no medical assistance, he would have died, right. period. Bledsoe. Bledsoe. It was unequivocal. And the doctor from Mass General was unequivocal in saying that statement on the show yesterday. So, you know, crazy times, AP, and never forget it. But, you know, just want to switch subject, but I want to alert everybody out there, uh, our listeners, that this show is out and it is special. Uh, it is really special, especially for Patriot fans, needless to say. Um, but I think for anybody who, <laughs> Patriot haters will love it as well, trust me, <laughs> and everybody in between. Um <laughs> But AP, I began the show by talking about Caitlin Clark. And, you know, knowing how closely you follow this as I do, I wanted to get your thoughts on Caitlin Clark becoming the all-time women's college basketball scoring leader with Pistol Pete Maravich in her sights that she could break in the next few games. Not the next one or two. I think she's about 100 behind. She's going to break it uh, short of injury. (laughs) That's the only thing that could stop her. Right. But Caitlin right. Clark, and, what are your thoughts? And, oh, yeah. You know, John, I'll just preface my remarks by saying that I've, I've watched women's basketball since Kim Mulkey was playing in high school wearing the braids. I saw the right. Yee Twins play in an all-star game with Kim in Mount Kushner's in New York. So I, I've been watching it quite a while. So as have my I. My thoughts been, about, as have I. about Caitlin Clark, she is great. Let's mm-hmm. make that statement because she's playing in a major conference. Right, big she'd time. She'd be the number one team in South Carolina, which was unstoppable last year. I mean, they'd be LSU by double digits, right? South Carolina, they they would have won the championship, I believe. Yeah, I watched I that live, that, that game. Unforgettable on a Friday night. I remember it well. Yeah, so I remember I had a friend of mine covering both because I was in Houston covering the Final Four of the men's, and he was going back and forth right. between Houston and Dallas, and I just didn't choose to make that trip, but... I said, all right, if, if she puts around 50, she can beat South Carolina. She put up 41 up on the board. Correct. And you don't score 41 points against Don Staley team. And average, I think she averaged over or 20 or 20 points when she was a freshman 
and she's nearing that all-time record. She, all -time, she has the all-time record for the women, nearing Pistol Pete's record for, on the men's side. And I think she'll do great things in the WNBA. So I don't need to watch her any more than all the things she's accomplished against major talent. And if you look at their roster, and I'm not familiar with their roster, I would tell you right now, Iowa. But when you saw the Connecticut teams winning championships, it wasn't just the one person who was outstanding. Right. They, they had an all-star roster, five, six, seven McDonald's All-Americans. I, like I say, I don't know her roster, but I'm thinking there's not – I don't know if there's another McDonald's All-American on the team, let's say, for instance. And she's leading them to new heights. And, you know, they're, yes. yeah, they're still capable of getting taking losses. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, she's scoring at an unbelievable uh, pace, you know, 49 points. I mean, these, these numbers are outrageous. I mean, I, and I've seen women, John, who, who have been in the top 10 all-time in scoring. You know, Jack, I'll, I'll bring up Jackie Stiles, you know, great player, right? Southwest sure. Missouri State. But her she played in the Missouri Valley, I believe, which is not the same. But, you know, to her credit, she put up all those points. Nobody else did it <laughs> from Missouri Valley, right? So... She, she had greatness at her level, but um, I think that Caitlin Clark is going to project beyond just being an, a great player in college, I think. So oh, I just want oh. to go on record saying I, I believe she's in that – and I don't use that word very often. I, I, I rarely use the word great. The sky is the limit, AP, and we're down here to our last minute, but the sky is the limit for her. There is no limit. Uh, she's, right. in my mind, hands down, the most visible – talked about college football athlete of the year that includes men's basketball and that includes college football and that's saying something um, right. you, you know people you, you know lining up to see her all of it all of it you know she she's appointment television which is Absolutely. among the yeah. highest praise i can give to any athlete period if they're on you watch period yeah. <laughs> that's it we'll rearrange your yeah. schedule to watch her i know i would um, so she's that dynamic, yeah. She she really is. So it's really going to be fun to watch her journey. And you know, she, again, we're, we're we're coming soon, <laughs> breaking Pistol Pete's record. Uh, and then the again, sky's the limit. But AP, glad you had a chance to give us your thoughts on Caitlin Clark. And uh, I want to thank you as always for calling in. Fun show. Getting back into basketball here. Hey, enjoyed it, John. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. And thank you, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.